In this episode, I start out by relaying some information about my recent visit to our beloved NHS. Peace be upon it. We then discuss a couple of people from the other side, Sam Harris and Scott Adams. Both have been pro-vax, but both have appeared recently with completely different outlooks. Finally, Nick tells us about his recent experience with a new ally. I'm Andrew Elliott, I'm here with my brother Nick, and we'd like to welcome you to the latest edition of our podcast. Remember the first rule of sounding board? You don't talk about sounding board. Well, only with people who are ready. If you've managed to get this far, it's great to have you with us. I have a little bit of an NHS update for you. An NHS update? Yeah, is well, this, I, this is like some stats that you released. Uh, no, no, this is just an, pure anecdotal lived experience. Should we call ah, it lived experience? Okay. Um, so I spent Saturday in A and E. I'm sorry. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad, but we'll get we'll get into that. Okay. Um, so, do you remember when we uh, we moved all the stuff from uh, my kitchen to the family room? Oh, last last week when you had your carpet fitted. Yeah. So yes. I had, had the carpet fitted, yeah. and brother number three came came along mm-hmm. on the Tuesday night uh, to move everything out of the way. The carpet was fitted Wednesday morning. You came around Wednesday lunchtime. Yes. Move it all back. Yeah. Sofa and table. And Sofa and table stuff. and the. the the shelving unit. Yeah. I've been there for like 30, 35 years probably. Height of the wall. Well, yeah, we had like thing. an inch either way and yeah. maybe an inch, you know, or centimetre above, you know. Yeah, and, it was fun. And, and that was it. And there was a bit that, that covered the radiator. So, yeah. you know, I couldn't even get to the radiator. And it'd probably been there for, 30, as I said, 30, 35 years. Yeah. And the amount of dust and stuff was incredible. Do you remember that video I sent you? Afterwards, where, although yeah, it, might have been on, it might have been on the Tuesday night where... I was because I, I was just kind of tidying up, hoovering, getting rid of all the dust, that kind of stuff, said, and, and I felt something on the back of oh, my head over right. my ear. Was it a video? I thought you just sent me an image. There was there was an, there was a spider. Yeah, there was a video. Did you get bitten? Well, okay, so I, I found that was a horrific looking spider. Can <laughs> I can I just huge. say that? And and right for our listener, unless you're going to make this the image of don't don't do no, that. I don't make I won't do that. I won't um, do that. It it was the kind. Do you know what? I have seen a spider like that before. And it was the kind of spider that lived under our slide in our garden. Right. And when I take, so we've got a, uh, obviously you helped us build the climbing frame. Yes. Wooden, wooden climbing yeah. frame. Uh, we built it right at the beginning in of lockdown. lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Breaking lockdown. And um, it's got a, a plastic slide and the instructions were very clear. It was like, take it in before the frost. Don't have it out during the cold. Um, so I unscrew it and stick it in the garage every year. And... Uh, I normally bring with it some hideous spider, but it's going in the garage, so I don't, I don't, I don't care too much. And like, if I go and have a workout in the garage, he might, um, he might pop out and say hello, <laughs> and then go back in again. But he's very much quite happy underneath the slide. But it was that. It's not, not a house spider, not like some wolf spider thing that you see in a really pretty web. No, this- like this. Like something you you wouldn't want to see in Australia type yeah, looking this, spider. This, I think it might have been a false widow. Yes. Um, this was like three or four inches um, chunky. Not, but, not 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 one of these really scrawny ones. It was proper chunky with big, you know, it, it but didn't say, skip leg day. But not, but not those horrible kind of spiky, hairy house spiders that... No. All, all angles. It's more dainty than that, isn't it? They're more... 
But anyway, that was <laughs> so, I, so. I felt it on the back of my head, on my ear, and I kind of flicked it down, thinking it might, you know, it might be some tiny little one. And it was this huge thing that made a thud <laughs> on the floor. So I quickly <laughs> get my phone, video it, and and, uh, and 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 show it to you. And there were so I remember two of those. One of them I saw that was there that I uh, managed to get with a glass and put it outside. That's right, because you, you sent me, me this picture. Yeah, and you sent me a message saying you've changed man or something. Well, I remember. I so I remember uh, in your bedroom back home, um, you left a warning on the wall, in, in your words, to all other spiders. <laughs> that was when I was about 11. And this was, a squ- you squashed a spider right, right up near the ceiling. And then this kind of half a carcass just kind of stayed there for ages. As you said, a warning to all other spiders. That that was you. And you have changed. You, you've changed. And as I said to you, that spider would be dead if it had gone into my house. Yeah. So, so Spiders that, belong outside. But if they come in the house, that they've crossed the line. Yeah, so that, 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 there, were, there were two of them about that size. Um, you say there were two of them. It Are you sure been, this wasn't no, the could same been, one? It could have been the same one. I mean, what, I, I, what I didn't do... Is so what you what you should because they have you know the, the, I guess you mentioned house spiders they do like to be in the warm mm. so the trick is to throw them far enough so they're close to somebody else's house so that if they're going to go in mean. again but anyway I put I put him outside or her or, or they it, they it came them. inside you thought it was the second one you threw it outside again uh, potentially um, but anyway and and then like a couple of days later I've got like a slight slightly itchy arm um, but I, but I think nothing of it because it feels no worse than any kind of mozzie bite or something yeah. Um, and uh, and then on and I've got a few, I've got like a few. There's like one on my chest. I've got one on the, the worst one is on the arm, um, which right. is like right at the top of my tricep, almost underneath my arm. Yeah. There's one kind of under there. There's one on my on my back. But I just thought that I, I thought nothing bitten. of it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd been bitten by something. On the Saturday, really, really painful. I mean, it's still extremely painful now to the point where just touching it is sore. And it was had like a swollen. Ever so slightly, but it was the tra- you know it was tracking. Oh, in your bloodstream. So it was in my bloodstream at that point. It was infected, and it was kind of tracking up my arms. I thought, oh, damn it, you know the doctors aren't doctors aren't open. So uh, called. Uh, I mean, first of all, I rang around, or Julie rang around, uh, boots and places, and to right. see if there's anyone there who could just prescribe antibiotics. So yeah. I didn't have to, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, didn't have to kind of deal with the NHS. It's just, it's you know, it's it's not. I've had I've had private healthcare for a few years, never used it once, and then changed job. I've oh, been meaning no. to, to sort it out, and then now I now I need it. But anyway, um, so uh, dialed one one one. They said um, they'll they'll arrange a call back from a doctor within, I think within twelve hours. But if it gets worse, then and it was it kind of was getting worse. I thought right, you know what, I'm just going to go to go to the drop in centre. Mm. Um, and uh, and to see what happens, and you know, if, if they ring in the meantime, then fine. If yep. not, I'll just spend an hour there or whatever. Um, and uh, although I think we rang the drop-in centre, and they said no, you need to go to A and E for that kind of stuff. Right. So we went to A and E, um, and to, to to be fair, they weren't terrible by okay, but by their standards. I was about to say, who's okay. standards are you talking about? So I got sorted um, within a couple of hours. Okay. Um, so it was like maybe half an hour before I was triaged. Um, that's quick. After about fifteen minutes, they moved me to another area, which was um, more like the infectious like diseases. <laughs> more like an out of hours doctor. They, they, they were asking me like, because I, I sort of said, have you, said, have you been to a foreign country? Like, yeah. Well, when I when I said it, I've been bitten by something, and like, have you have you been to the jungle? <laughs> and these these kinds that's of questions. Really funny. 
Um, the, the only reason these questions get asked is because of Anthony Fauci. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, so I got I got seen um, uh, triage with about half an hour, and then another hour or so um, after that. Um, they gave me. They got so, seen again by someone like a, a specialist or whatever. So and did they say they they knew what you'd been bitten by? Could they tell? They couldn't tell, although it did look like the one on my arm, which is the worst one. Yeah. Um, they could see several like puncture marks, but they're like there's like one Two, either side. Yeah. Sort of like pincers, which is how spiders do. Yeah. Um, so, so it, did they say it looks like a spider? Bite? It look yeah. It does. It looks like it looks like a spider's done you several times in exactly the same place. Right, had a good um, nosh on and then it, it just got infected after a few days. Right, um, and then they get they. Um, what I didn't realise is if you go to A and E and you need antibiotics, they're just given to you there and then, so you don't have to pay for them and you don't have to yes. wait and go to a chemist and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's handy, but there are, there are a couple of things. So one of them was everybody was masked, everybody. There's not everybody a single rogue um, in who works for the NHS who doesn't wear a yeah. mask. Yeah, they are just. I was going to say sheep, lemmings. Um, mm. I think is the is the more accurate, um, more accurate description. But all and to be honest, probably fifty percent of the people actually waiting in A and E were wearing masks as well. I mean, that's still quite good. It's better the, than it was because it's a I hospital guess. and yeah. the pressure is there, isn't it, for for doing that? Um, just as an aside, I've got uh, two other little anecdotes of people I know. One. Um, who went to uh, a specialist um, uh, cancer hospital, um, and there was even though the the you know so-called rules were you know you don't have to wear a mask, there was a volunteer at the door you know fully masked up to the eyeballs, taking masks out of a bag with a pair of tongs and handing them to people, sticking them in, in, in front of your face as you as you come in, apparently. And so obviously that meant that most people were wearing masks. I mean, my, my friend just grabbed it and shoved it in his pocket. <laughs> um, but I, I would have just said, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, or, or no, don't be stupid, or you know, yeah. something like that. But um, so, so there, there was there was that they were all wearing masks. But the, the the thing that I was thinking about earlier or afterwards was I can, my instant thought, and this is just brainwashing. My instant thought was that wasn't too bad. I was in and out in two hours. Ah. But then I thought it's well, because it's because you've had plenty of other experiences where yeah, it's been we, four and, hours, five and, hours, and we're hours. just yeah, and we're just trained to believe that A and E is shit. Yes. And I remember thinking, what would this be like? What would this be like in the private sector? And there would be... And you don't mean in the current private sector with where there's an NHS. I mean in a free market. And you mean in a free market. In a market. free market, what would it be like? And I remember thinking, well, there would probably be there'd probably be three or more different A&E departments, depending on which healthcare provider you, you, were, going, you, were, you were buying. And there might be different... You know, there, there would be ones that had different costs. So there might be one that... Is very very expensive, and this particular this particular healthcare agency has one A and E department for every five thousand people who pay for it, for example. Yeah. And then there might be another one that's um, uh, slightly cheaper, but there's one A and E for every ten thousand, and then there might be one for every twenty five thousand. It's yeah, cheaper still. Sure. And when you're eighteen. And you're getting your first job, and you can't afford that much. You go for the cheaper one. Well, and when you're young and fit and healthy, and you don't, you, you probably don't need not, yeah. as much. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to need as much. You might think, you know, what, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the cheaper one. And on the off chance I need A and E, 
it's going to take me a little bit longer. But then as you get a bit more, as you get older, more likely to need it, you might think, you know what, I'm earning good money now. I'm going to have the greater health care. Um, There'd probably be schemes that would work long term, though, anyway, where you'd be encouraged to pay in early. Because like, if you if you pay in and lock in now, then we'll give you better health care when you're old, when you need it. You can afford it more now, like pay for it now, that kind of thing. So there's a number of economic models that work like that. Yeah, but, but what, we're, what we're left with is, oh, no, no, you can't possibly have different health care for different people. That is, that is unfair. It all yeah. needs to be the same. Yeah. So we're all left with the shittest option, which is you go into A&E and you're there for hours. Yeah. That's if you actually get there, because if you can't get there, you'll be waiting hours for an ambulance. Oh, I don't think I'm ever going to call an ambulance again in my life. I'll, I'll call you before I call an ambulance. I mean, mm. You know, if 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 you were in London, it would probably be better for me to call yeah. you <laughs> and for you to get on a train and get back and grab your car yeah, than it would to call an ambulance. And I'm, that's not even actually that fanciful, is it? No. If you think about the fact that ambulances can take hours now to get to you, you need to bundle yourself in a taxi. Yeah, is what is what you need to do, um, or mate with a car, whatever. Um, that, that's that's the only way of getting to hospital now. You'd be better off breaking a limb, an extra limb, getting in the car, and then actually being seen by someone. Yeah, before the first break in, is set. In, in my opinion, yeah, yeah, before the internal bleeding kills you, you know, yeah, or whatever. It's 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 insane. It's insane. Um, so one little bit of positive news from the NHS for you. Uh, so uh, my sister-in-law went. Um, uh, took their new baby, four-month-old, chest infection, wasn't going away. Back to the GPs, to see a nurse. They got, you know, they got some. To be fair, they got some quite good nurses these days in the GP surgery. You never used to go and see a nurse at the at the GPs, but the GPs are so lazy now that they've, you know, hired nurses in order to take them on minor stuff off of them. I mean, it does kind of make sense, but at the same time, you're like lazy bastards, um, and. Uh, Baby's fine, you know, just lingering cough, you know, usual usual stuff. Um, but this nurse, I, I don't know, I, I can't remember the specifics of how they got onto this conversation, okay? And it might have been something to do with, I think she might have taken off her mask or something and then my sister-in-law said something about that or whatever. But they ended up getting into a conversation about, about vaccines. And this nurse, who was in her like late 50s, like close to retirement age, and she's there going young men are dying <laughs> like this you know, she was absolutely awake to all it she hadn't been jabbed she nearly lost her job wow i mean if you think about it that must have been really a not nice period of time no. for a nurse working at the nhs um to go through to be threatened for months for the better part of a year was it or that you're going to need to take this experimental thing or you're going to lose your job oh yeah so when did they Excuse me. Speaking of a lingering cough. Mm. Um, so when did my, so my neighbour um, was vaccinated in this? It was late December. But it was December in 2020. She was one of yeah. the first, and she and that was because she was volunteering at the hospital because she used to be a nurse. But obviously, at that time, I remember in the in the spring, in the winter spring of 2021, uh, all of healthcare were getting it as well. well yeah. They? So so it would have been from from December 2020 onwards. Yes. So when did they stop getting pressure to take the jabs? Uh, middle of this year? Uh, sorry, middle of 2022? Year and a half? More than that? So, yeah, it's got to be over a year, I would, I would I say. I mean, when did the... 
that because they were they were threatening. In fact, they didn't they actually implement one for like care homes? That actually happened, didn't they? They actually fired people. I think so. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure how far they got with the rest of the health service. Obviously, this 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 lady still kept mm. her job. Um, but yeah, but it, like, it was just nice to see somebody. And the thing is, I don't. I have no idea whether or not she um, she almost certainly was on board with the rest of the COVID narrative. Obviously, but there is, I think, probably an emerging group of people that were on board with all of the lockdowns, masks and all of it, uh, and that are going, hang on a minute, this vaccine hasn't worked very well and is, you know, and is bad. Um, we, we can maybe talk about Scott Adams in a minute. <laughs> yeah, after, afterwards, I thought yeah. we'd, we'd do that. I've got another piece first. but Yeah, um, but the, there are people who work in the health service that don't think the vaccine is the you know the greatest thing since sliced bread. So that's a positive. Yeah, and that's a white pill. Yeah. Speaking of COVID madness, <laughs> would you? Uh, would you? Okay. So have you finished your tea? Have you, have you Nearly lost. Lost few sips. Okay. So you're going to need. You're going to need. I a saw you got these this. glasses out. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've brought around some scotch for you, or for us, because we're going to need it. Oh dear. This is uh, this is Glen Scotia. Oh really. Um, Thank you very much. Which is um, like a mid-range single malt, you know, kind of mid-range. <laughs> ah, it's it's not, not it's not it's it's probably thirty-five quid a bottle or something. It's not you know it's not like your Lagavulins and stuff, but it's you know supermarket quite scotch. nice. Yeah, it's nice, quite quite drinkable one. I, I have it reasonably often. Okay. So Sam Harris, oh, who Sam Harris, we've we've back. we've talked a few times in the past. Um, well, so about his Trump derangement syndrome. And, and what was related and, to Hunter Biden laptop? And yeah, that. I mean he's been he's been going progress. He's been getting progressively worse since 2016 because he had, he, I mean he properly did have and still does have Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. Um, uh, but he was, you know, he was he wasn't quite as bad as he was now. You know, there were always kind of signs that he was teetering on the edge. But then he had the interview with trigonometry. Um, yes. Which was incredible, gold, and then, absolute gold. And then he's he's, he's had he's had a, a couple a couple recently because he, he he deleted his he deleted his Twitter account. Um, and is he back? No, no, he's still he's still he, he's still um, he's still off Twitter. I mean, he completely del- he didn't just like stop using it. Yeah, like, yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. completely yeah. deleted it. Yeah. Um, but he's been on a few podcasts recently. Oh, um, well, right. And this, uh, is, this is kind of him breaking cover, is it? Um, Did he, well, he stop? St- he still appearing? had his original podcast, right? Um, so he didn't withdraw himself completely. He just deleted his Twitter user. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he he still carried on with his podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, and but, doing interviews. And and yeah, but he's, he's recently he's been doing he's been doing a few more a few more interviews just to kind of try and I guess try and explain himself a bit more um, and. You know, justify what he was doing. He was on the Uniting America podcast with John Wood Jr. This time, um, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure who that is, but no. So this is this is about five or about four and a half minutes long. Um, oh, you're going to play the whole thing. I was going to play the whole thing. It's you're going to need that. Um, um, right now, I, it's not really our style to you know stop and critique 
as we go along. Which is why I thought we would just we would just play. But there, there are two minutes. I couldn't pick like a minute or two minutes of that I wanted to, well, to, to play. This is what I'm just going to ask you now. I'm, I've got no problem at all listening to the whole thing. Is it worth in any way, shape or form breaking it up? To talk about it or not, even halfway, I've, or do you think no? I got to hear the whole I, thing. I think we'll hear the whole thing and then we'll talk about it afterwards. We could we could easily break it into like small sections, but then we'd spend a couple of hours dissecting it because there's sure. that much information. So we're just going to have to listen to it and then I've I've written down a whole bunch of the most awful parts. Um, right, uh, scotch at the ready. Scotch at the ready. Yeah, you, you ready? Sorry, listener, <laughs> I've not heard this either. So okay. yeah, this is new for you, isn't it? Okay, okay. so here we go. In one way, we got very lucky that COVID wasn't worse than it was, right? You know, it could have been much, much worse. It could have been 10 times as deadly or, or, you know, 50 times as deadly. And we would have, we would have lived through, or many of us wouldn't have lived through something truly awful. But, um, mm. had COVID been worse, you know, uh, just enough worse to really get our attention, to really be undeniable, we would have had a different, political conversation around it there wouldn't there wouldn't have been the same kind of vaccine skepticism but brett weinstein would not have been releasing 80 straight podcasts on the dangers of the vaccine if a few variables were changed i mean just just think that leave COVID exactly as it is but just make it preferentially dangerous children rather than to old people right just flip that around the the, the variable of age if kids were dying by the hundreds of thousands from from COVID at a rate of whatever it was, you know, 1%, say. Um, but if it was pretty much all kids, we, we would have had a very different experience, right? And, right? and the patience, that there would have been no fucking patience for vaccine skepticism, yeah. right? And we everyone would have recognized that this is not my body, my choice. This is... You're not going to kill my kids with your with your ignorance, right? And uh, you change one other variable. What if the vaccines actually really did block transmission much better than they in fact did, right? And there was a moment mm-hmm. where it was only rational to expect them to block transmission. Turns out they don't don't do it nearly as much as we would hope. At this point, uh, they just shorten the window by, by which you know during which transmission is possible. Uh, uh, if they're even doing that now, I don't know. But um, let's say the vaccines really did block transmission, but then nothing else was, you know, all of the other mishigas about how, you know, untested they are and how dangerous they yet might be and the spike protein and blah, blah, blah. Leave all that in place. Just give me a little more transmission blockage and give me kids being preferentially killed or, or injured by yeah, this, right. this disease. That. It, the, the obscenity of much of what uh, was said, what much of what was said about COVID at the time at which it was said, you know, the the the, the conspiracy thinking, the platforming of people who were obviously unwell and unbalanced professionally and mentally around, around mm-hmm. vaccines uh, and their skepticism, the patience for that would have been non-existent. Right. And so we so in some sense, we got unlucky uh, mm-hmm. at how benign this was and how mysterious it, it could yet seem, because, yeah, you could you could run the argument. Well, did he die from COVID or with COVID? He was 80 years old. Mm-hmm. 
right? Um, yeah. We, you know, that was the situation we were in. I'm saying that there, there, there are changes in the real world that could have happened and could yet happen that would be would have been immensely clarifying, right? And mm-hmm. there just would have been no, there would have been no less. Is, the just that I'm just asking questions routine would have not gotten anyone anywhere worth going, right? And that's, um, I think there. Are, so you know, to part of what we're talking about here is, you know, with respect to Trump and with respect to COVID are just contingent facts of these you know, unique situations, which had they been a little bit different, um, we, would, we wouldn't have fragmented in the same way, right? You dial up the, you dial up the risk of COVID, you know, or if, if COVID just had been, you know, just made you physically ugly, right? Like if, like if, <laughs> if COVID was monkeypox, right? And you had pustules cool. on your face, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. that's, that's different than the hypothetical experience we all had of yeah. you know, do I is it a cold is it a flu is it COVID who knows you know, yeah. you know mm-hmm. like we just I'm not saying I wish for those things because those are pictures of 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 a worse you know worse suffering for people but had those things been in place um, I just don't think we would have witnessed the same kind of shattering of our society around this particular variable and. Um, Again, so I, I pivot back to the possibility that if we could get a more normal Republican candidate, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it there because he goes back into Trump you, derangement syndrome. I, you were lost for words. I couldn't. Uh, well, no, actually, or the opposite, I, maybe. <laughs> I wanted the, to keep quiet while listening to that was a, an, an immense effort. I wanted to shout out loud a number of times. What the fuck are you talking about? This guy is delusional. Like I, I didn't what? think he would be able to get worse than the trigonometry episode, but he, it's, it's incredible. He's just on another planet, isn't he? Mm. What did I first balk at? You, you were looking at my reactions. Well, yeah. So he was. Um, there were, yeah, there were a couple of points. So the, the first, so obviously he was, he was. First of all, he was starting off by talking about changing variables. You know, he said Brett Weinstein would not have been releasing 80 straight podcasts on the dangers of the vaccine if a few variables were changed. Um, And the variables he chose were, what if the vaccine was worse? What if the vaccine targeted kids? You're saying vaccine, which is amusing. Uh, virus, sorry, I get those two mixed up all the time. Funny that. What if what if the virus? Both vectors for a spike protein. What if what if the virus uh, killed kids? And then what if what if the vaccines actually worked? Well, of course it would have been different. What you're saying is, if things were different, then things would have been different. Uh, well, that is one thing that I thought straight away. There is absolutely no point in coming up with these hypotheticals in the way that he's describing them. It's it's useless. It's, it's it may be a thought exercise, but. I, I don't know. I don't know where he's deriving any use for it. For other than he really, well, and he said this. He really wanted it to be worse. Well, yeah. So the the the, the first time you really balked was when he said, "This is not my body, my choice. This is you're not going to kill my kids with your ignorance." Yeah. Well, um, also, I wanted. A, I, I was I was annoyed by his talk about the uh, the vaccines and transmission. Well, yeah. What if the vaccines actually really did block transmission? Was what he was what he asked, and then he said there was a moment where it was only rational to expect them to block transmission. That that, that was the I bit where was really you, funny. You you were like you know putting your fist yeah. in your mouth and 
Yeah. But the, so to, right, can we just can we just touch on that? Can you just read that bit again? There was a point where it was only rational to expect them to block transmission. <laughs> Does he mean then it's not rational now? Surely that's what that means. Oh, of course. There, there, are, there it, are lots of there are lots of things that he's admitted. I the whole I the would, whole thing the whole thing is yeah. So what about if these, if these variables had changed? Right, forget the no, forget the what is forget the what is. It is rational to expect a vaccine to stop you from spreading a disease. Wouldn't you agree? Um, <laughs> isn't that the whole point? Isn't it? Isn't isn't the whole point of this that it's a it should be a vaccine, i.e., stops you getting it, yeah, and stops but, you transmitting it. Isn't it, that what we've always known vaccines to be? When they're when they're made properly and they're not yeah, yeah, taking yeah, no, three I months. Know. I know. So this notion that it was rational to expect that 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 went away a long time ago. The notion that they uh, they don't spread stuff that that got destroyed months and months and months ago. So isn't he surely saying that it's not rational to? To even use them once you know that they don't prevent transmission. Is that not what he's saying? Um, I don't think that's. What I mean, I don't think he thinks. That's not he what he's he saying. No, that's not what he meant to say. What, what what it sounds like he's saying is that if only if only it had been a bit worse, I wouldn't look like such a dick now, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been proven wrong, and then people would have been on my side because he's talking about fracturing. I know, I, I know that's what he's saying overall, but just to get past a few sentences like that and say something like that, it, it's. I don't think it is what he, he wants to say, but that is what he's saying. Yeah. In the same way that he's also saying, give me dead children. Just give me a little more transmission blockage and give me kids being preferentially killed, was what he said. Right, okay. And one thing you've got to bear in mind, okay, is that the last time Sam Harris went viral on Twitter, Facebook and everywhere, and not in a good way, was because he was talking about the corpses of children in Hunter Biden's basement. He's obsessed. Why is he so obsessed with dead children? It's just not nice. He's he's and okay, and the next the next part, the conspiracy thinking, the platforming of people who are obviously unwell and unbalanced professionally and mentally around vaccines and enough. their skepticism. The patience for that would have been non-existent. How? How is that? He's delusional. He's just got such a lack of self-awareness. He's completely delusional. He doesn't see that he is experiencing those things. In some sense, we got unlucky at how benign this was. That if you ever find yourself saying stuff like that, he needs, he needs to have a look in the mirror. And it's yeah. unbelievable. That was, to be honest, that was. I think that was the worst part. I wasn't sure whether that was the worst or talking about give me kids being preferentially killed, but it's just uh, unbelievable. The I'm just asking questions routine wouldn't have gotten anywhere anywhere worth going. Right. It's, the, uh, so the other thing, I'm I'm not uh, I've I've always never a big consumer of his content, so I'm not particularly familiar with his style, and. That felt like a proper ramble. Well, yeah, but Does, is that him? Just, is, just, when you listen to that, forget the words. There was a stream of consciousness happening there. It wasn't particularly coherent. Is that 
is that Sam Harris? Because it didn't sound like the most intelligent person I've heard. Well, no. So th- there's just one more thing I want to point out as well. When, when he was talking about if COVID had just been just made you physically ugly, if COVID was monkeypox yeah, and you had pustules on your face, I'm not saying I wish for those things. So he says he qualifies talk. He qualifies not wanting pustules on your face, but he doesn't qualify earlier on. Just give me a little more transmission yeah. blockage and give me kids being preferentially killed. Yeah. Um, so I used to I used to be I used to be a fan of Sam Harris. Yeah. Um, I there was like a meditation app on um, on on your phone that you, you had to pay for, and I I remember kind of paying for that for a while. Okay. I never used it, but I just thought you know I'm quite happy giving him my money because I was listening to his podcast all the time. Sure. Uh, he's a good interviewer. Um, he didn't he he did a really good interview with um, uh, with Jack Dorsey <laughs> um, and a few other people. He's had you know he had some amazing conversations with Jordan Peterson, um, both on their podcast and then the the ones mm. that were uh, moderated by I think Brett Weinstein did one, Douglas Murray did another. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was great at anti-religion stuff. You know he'd be on TV a lot. Um, and he would just—he wouldn't destroy people in the same way that Christopher Hitchens would. But he had some really good arguments. I, I, I know all that stuff. Does he sound to you like he did? No, at his best. No, no, not at all. So I mean, he—he still—he—he—he he, he used to. That—that that wasn't the sign of a good communicator. No, and there were times when he'd get a little bit rambly, but not quite—not like that. And he'd be—he'd be self-aware. He's not self-aware anymore. And the, the Trump the Trump derangement syndrome has just has just gone. Um, well, it's that's just, right. Do, is, that's COVID derangement syndrome. That now, is. Um, or, albeit, he was very keen to talk about it, and he, I'm pretty sure he did use the word political. He hmm. was keen to talk about that in political terms. He wants that to be a political issue, or at the very least, what he would say is. It shouldn't be a political issue. And anyone who says it shouldn't be a political issue, normally they very, very much want it to be a political oh, no, that, issue. What they're saying is you shouldn't question this, you need to be on my side. Yes. Yeah. So um, obviously a few people have, um, you know, you look on the internet now about kind of Sam Harris and then you'll find all these news articles with, uh, you know, about about that. In, and, and some people are kind of pulling it apart. Um, or alt news. Yeah. 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 Um, However, there's. I did a bit of investigation, and I found an article. Which, and I haven't seen anyone else find this. Okay. Um, I found an article on Sam Harris's own website. Right. Um, from 2014. You investigative journalist, you. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah. I, I just thought. Well, let me just let me just see if there's anything that we're not. You know. Were you searching keywords or what? Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, so this is from 2014, and the title the title of the essay. So under his essays, okay. The title of the right. essay is. Dead babies are not an argument. Um, and right. he's, he's talking about so it's uh, he's there've been some. It's uh, talking about like the, the conflict um, in Gaza, and okay. there were images of, uh, of like babies and children um, that were being used to kind of push, you know, um, one one side or the other. Um, and he says, it's not often that one comes across a scientific argument that could help resolve moral and political emergencies of this kind, much less one that is deeply counterintuitive and yet easily understood. In his provocative art- article, Paul Bloom has produced such an argument. Bloom's thesis is that emotional empathy, the ability to identify with others and feel their pain, is generally a poor guide for ethical behaviour. As he acknowledges, many will find this idea grotesque. How could sharing another's pain be anything less than a virtue? 
Indeed, many readers will feel that their very humanity depends on the strength of their emotion. When witnessing suffering of the sort on display in Gaza, to question the merits of empathy is to question love, compassion and basic human decency. But he goes on about why you shouldn't use these things to make judgment calls. Yeah. So I'd like to see the Sam Harris of today argue with the Sam Harris of, of, of nine years ago. You know, he wrote an entire article about how you shouldn't get, let yourself get emotional by seeing these images. You need to be rational. Because he was all about rational and, and, and rationality. Yeah. I've, I've got one of his books. One of his, I can't remember which one it, which one it was, but I've, 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 got, a, I've got a book yeah. of his that's, that's really good. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's very clear. He's, he's normally a good communicator. He's normally slow and measured. Um, I've, I've got a question for you. People like Sam Harris, and not necessarily the ones that are as deranged as he is seeming, um, are they... Does it just come from fear? Are they just scared? Are they still scared of the virus? Were they scared and therefore they were so scared that they could only reach for the most authoritarian things because they thought that personally that was the only way they were going to survive and the only way that their world as they knew it was going to survive? God, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, they must. Be, so, with what he admitted in there, he must be, he must be afraid of different things now. I think he's afraid of being yes. wrong. He may have yes. been. He may have been afraid of the virus initially. But do you see how you're? You could you could move on, couldn't you? It's like mm. massively scared. Therefore, you just can't believe how everyone isn't doing the same thing that you're doing. Why? Why is no one as scared as me? Or why aren't this? Why isn't this group? People like to label again. Why aren't the anti-vaxxers? Why aren't they as scared as me? And there's this extra thing, which is that they can harm me. They're not as scared as me, and they can harm me. So I don't have to just be afraid of the virus anymore. I've got to be afraid of that group of people. And I think that happened to a large mm. proportion of the population um, of the you know of the propagandized Western nations, shall we say? When. When that fear couldn't be sustained and when it kind of transpired that it was unwarranted to a greater extent, when they when we got through it to the point where things and let's face it, we could we could talk about this, but things are things are much more normal now. Yeah? Yeah, we're we're uh, there's a big long list of things that are not normal, but we're quite normal now. The either you've got to do a Scott Adams or you've got to double down in some way and this seems to be his way of doing it and it's yeah but what if it was worse I, and he's almost trying to say was i thought it was really bad so that's why i'm justifying all of my thoughts and actions if it was as bad as i thought it was this would have all been completely rational and the only reason that you're not with me is because it wasn't quite as bad as we all thought it was you know, it's yeah. So he's acknowledging the fracturing of society. So you've got like two. I mean, you've got like kind of two camps of everything. But you know, in this particular thing, there was obviously the, you know, there there were the the really fearful. It's going to kill you. I need to get triple team triple coercion um, and uh, and team wear reality. Three masks team and apocalypse <laughs> and team reality. Yeah, Project Fear and then Project. Okay, it's not killing anyone. Well, but literally, under it was. It's the end of the world. No, it's not. I mean. You pretty much put it into those two camps. Yeah. Um, so he, he acknowledges that fracturing, and he's, 
you know, the whole podcast is about kind of bringing people together. He's saying, well, there was a fracturing, um, but if if it was far worse and the vaccines actually were, worked, then my he side, doesn't think there would have been a fracturing. Then my side would have been would have been proven to be right. So what he's kind of acknowledging is that his side were completely wrong. Yes, he's not. He's not saying that. Of but saying he, that. he is. The, the implication, the only, yes. The implication is that I, I was the foundations wrong. of that argument. Yes, are that he must be wrong. Yes, because none of those things happened. No. It yeah, it's it's a like a backwards apology, isn't it? Mm. I don't think he realised he's saying that though. No, I don't think it, no. the way he rambled, he was still. He was still trying to justify anything. I don't. I don't think he's admitted to himself that anything he did was wrong. Anything he said or anything he thought was wrong, or unwarranted. Well, so the the the, the thing he mentioned, the thing he mentioned. But he's on the brink. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. The thing he mentioned about the vaccines. Um, that was so. Remember, remember when I, and we've 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 talked about this a couple of times in the past, where. We need people who've been people like Scott Adams, um, can, who've been. Can, can we talk about him? Because yeah, we're I just can, assuming that everyone knows. Now, well, I, I, I can play. There's a couple of minutes of, of him I can play as well in a minute. Yeah. Um, or you can just read the compilation. There's. It's yeah, all good stuff. sure. Um, so, I remember saying what a comparison. <laughs> I remember saying a couple of podcasts ago that we need people who've been who've been jabbed and, yes, and, and double jabbed to convince people because lots of people believe. That we're only lucky by by a fluke, yes, and that everybody reasonable would have got vaccinated early on. So if, we, if you hold out for any reason, you're an unreasonable person, and you just got lucky. You just got lucky. Um, have you got Have you got the clip? I have. Yeah. Right. Let's play Scott Adams because this this is such a contrast. Yeah. Just keep talking while I while I find it. Okay. Um, so I I was aware of Scott Adams back when I was on Twitter, and. He's been doing these kind of have a coffee in the morning type chats, live streams on Twitter for a while, a long while now, hasn't he? And obviously, this is the guy who writes writes Dilbert. He is he's very intelligent. He is he has got an uncanny knack for observation, which is why it was so interesting that he didn't get things like masks and and COVID and stuff and the vaccine. But his ability to distill a message into three frames, you know, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, and but he was the guy who said masks. Mar- you I, should I, wear a mask because I friction know. works. Yeah, and and uh, absolutely. Um, he there's a quote at the end of this clip where he mentions the difference essentially between his analytical approach and the heuristic approach of the of the anti-vaxxers, and uh, it's such a piece of self-observation. Here's what's going to happen. Oh, it's such a piece of self-observation. Okay, of self-knowledge that he's got to that is chalk and cheese with with our friend Mr Harris um, I haven't consumed anything of Scott Adams now for a year and a half two years so I, I watched about after after seeing the excerpt I've watched about a, a half an hour bit. 40 minutes of him kind of going into a bit more detail okay. and he doesn't really he doesn't really un- still doesn't really understand why we got it right that's 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 kind of fine because what he but, says but, yeah. is he's he's made the leap and now he can try and work it out. Lester, so Lester, this is right, this is the thing I've probably seen. Oh you, you I think you sent it to me. I sent it to you, yeah. So this is just for our listener, this is chopped together a load of quotes 
isn't it? All together from his longer chat. But it's him. It's on. It's from his YouTube video. It's from his YouTube channel. So this isn't something that somebody oh, so else has spliced together. He compiled this. He compiled this. I didn't know that. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. Here we go. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you that the people who the anti-vaxxers appear to be right. Somebody who did not get vaccinated got a little Omicron or maybe even a worse one, but recovered. Now you've got natural immunity and you have no vaccination in you. Can we all agree that that was the winning path? The smartest, happiest people are the ones who didn't get the vaccination and are still alive. I want to make sure that I'm not leaving any wiggle room for myself. Have I? Have I said as clearly as possible they're the happy ones right now? And have a reason to be completely. Right. Having, uh, having said as clearly as possible that the anti-vax people seem to be the winners, I want you to hear that clearly. The anti-vax people appear to be the winners. The anti-vaxxers clearly are the winners at this point, and I think it'll probably stay that way. And, and I don't want to put any shade on that whatsoever. They came out the best. They, they have the winning position. The unvaccinated have a current advantage because they, they feel better. The, the thing they're not worrying about is what I have to worry about, which is, I wonder if that vaccination five years from now, because really the anti-vaxxers, I think, were really just distrustful of big companies and big government. That's never wrong. It's never wrong to distrust government. It's never wrong to distrust big companies, right? So if you just took the position, let's just distrust everything the government did, well, you won. You won. <laughs> you won completely. I did not end up in the right place. Agree? You would all agree with that, right? I did not end up in the right place. The right place would be natural immunity, no, no vaccination. You should take victory, and I should take defeat. We can agree on that, right? That, that my position is now the weakest, and, and your position has gone from the weakest to the strongest, and that we can just say that's true. The people who didn't give vax are absolutely in the winning position. You win. He, he, got, he oh, goes right, on. So that's not the one I've seen. There's a few extra bits in there, and he, he doesn't... You're right. Okay. There, there's a bit, he says, at the end of the clip I've seen, where he talks about his analytical way of coming to a decision, but the anti-vaxxers heuristic you know, Yeah, decision. I think, that's, I think that's, that, that might be in a minute. Right. Um, I, I, I disagree with... I, think you, you, I saw you, your face change as well. I disagree with the notion that we had the weakest position at any point. Yeah, so he was... I mean, maybe that's what it looked like. Yeah, so when he, he, does, the, he does... When the truckers were bearing down on Canada, you know, maybe, but... Well, he was, he was talking about the figures that we were, we were told, and he, and he, and he, he quite clearly oh, says... Oh, the lies. These might have been incorrect, but it did look like there was a point when, before Delta, when... Anti-vaxxers were, were were in that trouble. That was based on using numbers of deaths that include people who died before a vaccine was available. 
That was how they managed to, the early doors, they managed to go, look how many people have died who are unvaccinated and look how many people have died who are vaccinated. And that's because they were literally counting people who could never have had a vaccine. That was the, one of the earliest tricks in the book. Yeah, and also they were, they, were do, they were giving people who were vaccinated different PCR tests. That's right. They put the cycle threshold down. Yes. Um, uh, but as you say, only only for those. And, um, and also, um, if you died within the first two weeks of getting the vaccine, then you were classed as unvaccinated. So, I mean, those are just three ways they cooked the books mm. that he absolutely fell for. Um, but I, look, let's just say it. Scott Adams, with his following, that is great news, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. We, are, we are now properly witnessing it. It's taken, it's taken a much longer, I mean, unfortunately, he, he did lose a bunch of followers I'm when sure he, he went pro-vaccine. Um, but just yeah. it, pe- um, people like that. But, but this is... What we're witnessing now is a shift, would you say? There are more and more people. Um, uh, Elon Musk. What's he said recently? Uh, he had a he had a reaction with his second jab. His, no, 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 second booster. Second booster, right. like fourth jab. Um, right. Said it. He felt like he was dying. Yeah. And his, I think his cousin, who was fit and healthy, had myocarditis uh, and had to be rushed to the hospital. Yes. Um, so, so he will have. Um, right. Okay. Can we identify a new group of people here? I know we uh, we hate labels and we like labeling others. Um, the, if there's a cumulative nature to the jabs, then there is going to be a group of people who think I was fine with a couple, but I've not been fine since I've continued to put this in my body, mm. and therefore something's wrong. So again. That actually puts them in the position where they can easily justify what they did, doesn't it? But actually, that can help them justify stopping. This stopped me from getting COVID for the last year and a half, but now it's hurting me, so I need to stop. That I mean, sounds rational, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're, so they're in the longer, in the longer that'll help people's mental health episode. Um, he was there were a couple of things that he got he didn't get quite right, or so he was talking about. His position and an anti-vaxxer's position, or the you know, or most anti-vaxxer's position, and Did, was that a mischaracterization? Well, there were a couple of things. So, first of all, he said, "Look, I had I've had Omicron, so I've now got natural immunity, and I've got whatever the COVID vaccine is giving me that's kind of floating around my body as well." Um, whereas someone anti-vaxxer will have case of death will have um, you know natural immunity from Omicron and won't have the vaccine. Yeah. Um, what he isn't taking into account is he probably doesn't have that much natural immunity from Omicron anymore because his immune system will have been screwed up from the vaccines. So he doesn't. He, you don't really have both. Well, because unvaccinated people are getting it again and again and again. But and va- yet he does say he doesn't know what's going to happen to him within five years. Sure, because of the vaccine. Yeah, and so one of those outcomes could be the deterioration of his immune system. So he's not. He's not saying. He's not saying I've got one plus one equals two. And you've only got one. It's not actually what he's saying, is it? That, that's quite specifically what he's. Yeah. He's saying no. This is this one over here is a negative. Um, you've only got you've only got one positive, and I've got a positive and a negative. Is kind of what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, there's there's another assumption he makes as well. Um, in that he seems to think that everybody everybody needs some kind of immunity, or people were, or there was a 
you know, there was a or reason like herd to immunity. there was a reason. No, there was a reason to want to take the vaccine. So, for example, anti-vaxxers would have taken it had it have been safe, had it have been on the shelf for ten years or whatever. Okay, so if, if you um, you know in you know in statistical analyses, have you heard of do you, you know like type one and two type two errors? Mm, well, that's been a long time, so you'll have to remind me. Okay, so I've uh, hang on, I had it written down here just to just to make sure I've got, I've got them the right way around. Yeah, of course. So uh, it's it's all about uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. A type one error results in the rejection of a hypothesis that is in fact true. Okay. Okay, and a type two error results in the acceptance of a false hypothesis. Oh, right. I see. You can easily get those the wrong way around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, and we we kind of uh, we we as humans will. Uh, try and kind of you know try and take these things into account when we when we kind of you know for trade offs and that kind of stuff and it's like am mm. I is 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 this true or not or am I you know am I believing something that's false and when we when we're making decisions we try to think okay is it so in the case of the vaccines is it better to try something experimental that might offer some unknown benefit or follow the status quo and miss out on something better so this reminds me a bit of religion as well. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. But but the the my my point about this is that there would have been no benefit from me taking the vaccine yeah. because I didn't need it. We said this early on. You know, the the main the main reason for me not taking it was I was I never needed it. Yes. So even if even if the vaccine was a traditional vaccine and it had gone through everything and there and it was like ivermectin where there were no side effects and it had been taken for thirty or forty years, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't take it. Still, there was, there was still absolute, has a bit of a cold. There was absolutely no reason, no benefit on me taking taking yeah. the vaccine at all. So that's that's the main reason. Not that I didn't. I mean, I did. I did distrust government, and I do distrust Pfizer. But that's an aside. That's irrelevant. Well, for me, it's not irrelevant for people who are and, perhaps you know, and they're and they're over, over seventy. But choose the. Right, let's take ivermectin. Take ivermectin as you as you brought it up. There are still some people who get side effects from ivermectin. You know, there are still. I I'm gonna put it out there. There's probably still some people who die from taking ivermectin. I, I, I've heard I know it's I know it's one of the safest things in the world, and maybe that's maybe that's a stretch. But what I'm saying is headaches. No drug is without some level of harm. Yeah, head, headaches are the only. I was I really looked into. Oh, it, did you? And and the only. Yeah. Because I wanted to know what the of course what the side effects were before I, before I took it. Yeah, uh, headaches. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I'm now. It's been so long ago. And I had a headache at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was when I had when I had a um, Delta. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. What was I saying? Um, the the point was if you if you take something anything any drug, there is a chance of having an adverse reaction however small and so you a, a normal person would weigh that up against the chance of having something serious from the disease itself and to go well I know I'm going to survive that and it's going to be maybe a bit it's going to be some discomfort but I'm not going to be it's going to be quick I'm not going to be left with any lasting issues whatsoever it's not going to kill me and this thing that when you when you look at the around profile, five minutes ago. Well, but even if it was something traditional around for a while, you could still probably look up and see how many people have died. You could see how many people got autism. You could see how many people um, got um, Bell's palsy. 
and all the other stuff, even if they were in the low numbers, you'd still go, I can't get those things from the disease. And again, you know, you have to have been awake to the notion that long COVID is complete bollocks, I suppose. There's still a lot of, there's still a lot of people, certainly in America, who still go on about long COVID as what? being the reason why you never, you never want to get SARS-CoV-2. Like, never. You must prevent. That's why they're triple-masked in their own house. It's because the risk of long COVID is huge. Well, he, he talks about long COVID. About he talks about long COVID a little bit. Uh, Scott Adams? Yeah. In that yeah. chat? Yeah. Right, so what is he, what, what's his latest thinking on that then? Well, he, so he, he's, I think he still believes long COVID exists. But he's seeing, he says, you don't really hear too much about it anymore, whereas you're hearing lots of vaccine injuries. And it seems to be that you've got a higher chance of getting a vaccine, the vaccine injury, um, uh, than you have of getting long COVID. He doesn't think no so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's right. But even, <laughs> so even, I mean, people, yeah, some, some people have, have gone nuts about, about long COVID. Yeah. But people are still... Seeing I've, some people's tweets about their daily routines and stuff now... But still, people are still going nuts about COVID. Yes, in in general. So I I saw I saw something where somebody had somebody had got COVID, um, and apparently they'd got a positive test result. Yes, that they, they had they definitely had something because what they were saying was, oh I've um uh so the good news is I'm, I've no longer got COVID. I've I've, I've got a, ne- a negative test result, right? Um. Um, the bad news is I've got pneumonia. <laughs> but then the comments after that were, at least it's not COVID. Oh, yeah, I know, right? I'm so grateful. What? Pneumonia? Yeah. So they were thankful. They were, they were, they were, they, they would, they were thankful they, they were had so pneumonia. They were so glad they had pneumonia. And not COVID. COVID. Like, they on. know nothing. But isn't that incredible? They know nothing. It's the pneumonia that will kill you. You, you uh, no can, can you can you no believe words. that? They were they were no gen, genuinely. I'm I'm pleased. I, I would rather have pneumonia than COVID. I'm glad the COVID's gone. Brainwashed, self brainwashed. I mean, to, to be honest, that sounds to me like they do have COVID. Oh, the so, original so, definition. So, so SARS-CoV-2 is the gone because by the by the time you've got COVID, SARS-CoV-2 is probably gone because it's you know you're two two and a oh, half but, weeks in. And you've caught pneumonia and all sorts of other stuff as well. Okay, so yes, what we're talking about here is it, it was almost a syndrome, wasn't it? It was a collection of um, uh, what's the word? Symptoms. Yeah, uh, and, the, and the point being is their pneumonia was part of it, uh, a certain type of pneumonia, um, and then also the loss of taste and smell and the fever and all all that stuff. That's what came together to become the disease. That no, was no, COVID, that, that was it? that was still that was still. I'm um, talking about pneumonia. I'm talking about. Yeah, but you could get a whole bunch of those stuff with 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 SARS-CoV-2. But then COVID. I just mentioned pneumonia. Those are th- when you've got pneumonia, you go to hospital. Yeah, but I'm I'm trying to describe the difference between SARS-CoV-2 and COVID. So COVID originally was when you had to, like the inflammation, and they were having to fight inflammation and putting on ventilators and stuff. Yeah, when you had pneumonia. Yes. So but, we're agreeing. But all those other symptoms, you talk about loss of taste and smell, that's nothing to do with COVID. That's no, the original they were on the list. They were on the list. They were on the WHO website where before oh, well, everything was, on, was Oh, well, it was on the WHO website. Well, they're the ones who came up with the definition of COVID in the first place. So what do you, what do, you want to do? 
they're, yeah, but they're, they're, it's, 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 they're, you're talking about their definition. I, uh, I th- <laughs> and then they changed it. But it was their definition. If you're going to talk about definition, you can't moan about it being theirs. Because it is. They're the ones who came up with it. It's the WHO who came I, up I'm, with COVID. I'm not sure it was the WHO who came up with it. It was some other doctor who was nothing to do with it. Well, and who then, changed it then? I think the WHO changed it. I think they were. It I think I think they initially thought, okay, this is good. We'll uh, we've got the distinction here, and then they gradually merged them together. Well, then anyone with a positive test result had COVID. Yes, they do now. Yeah. I need a new term for the period of time that we've gone through, because what I hate is COVID. The COVID era. I don't like it because it's like blaming the disease and blaming the virus. You've called and it a bunch of stuff. I know I have, and I've never settled on it. The Great Derangement. That's the, great, the one, yeah, that's the one I was trying the, to think of. Um, the Great Derangement. I, I, I'm going back a bit to the Great Suppression, because that, you know, that's, that's the, the forces the thing pushing is, you down. The thing is, you and I can talk about this, and our listener will know, but you talk about something like the Great Suppression. Do you know what I say out loud to people? Nobody knows. Do you know what I say out loud to people now? And you've got to have gauged a little bit of where they are. Um, and you can't say this to everyone. And what I say is government twattery. <laughs> I'll say something like before the government twattery. The recent of, government. Of twi- <laughs> or I might say of 2020. And so I'll be, I'll be, I'll be clear to say that's when it started. Yeah. Um, and it's, I've, it's I've, slightly tongue in cheek. People laugh, but they also, they also don't quite know what to do with it. Yeah, I've used, I've used like pre tyranny in the past. Yeah. And again, you've got to gauge who you're talking with. If but, you're saying that, then definitely. But but you can still, you can still use it with people, and they're thinking, is he joking? Yeah. I, yeah. I quite like that when people don't know. Yeah. Um, well, and saying government twatter is like, mm. did you? Does that mean? I mean, that that could mean I'm a Labour Party supporter. I thought they should have done more. There's like you, you could interpret it potentially in a number of ways. Yeah, and that's you? that's why I don't like doing that kind of. I don't want people yeah. to think that I'm that I'm I, I, I'm against the government because they didn't do enough. Yeah. You know the Keir Starmer position. But making people go, I don't know what he's quite saying. <laughs> that that's quite a good that's quite a good reaction. Yeah. Um. But I. I don't even want to say government overreaction. I don't. It's the the, the problem is is it ushered in an era of tyranny, mm. and yet it's not that we weren't on a creeping you know ratchet anyway, uh, but it ushered in something so much so much worse. The ratchet hasn't gone back. As I say, there, there is a, you, a bit more you, normal. You, you mentioned that right. So this I was thinking we on a I can't remember when it was. It was two maybe three podcasts ago. We were talking about when we first discovered, or when we first were realizing that things were slightly, you know, were were, were going really bad. You know, yeah. we, we we knew that lockdowns were going to be terrible, and that there were, you know, that kids would suffer, and there'd be all sorts of horrific things happen. But, but we, we thought it might be a couple of months, and that's we it. We thought it might, yeah. And, I, then, I remember and thinking, then it would still be a horrific thing that took years to unwind. Yeah, I remember thinking this will last three months and take. It could be another decade to to, to get rid of. Do you know, what? I even it. remember an article that um, uh, oh, what's his name, um, libertarian. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, we've seen we, we you, you saw him at the uh, 
big tent festival thing. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, a conservative, but very, very, you know, right wing, believes there shouldn't be an NHS, that kind of thing. Oh, um, short guy. Yes. Um, skinhead. What's his name? Anyway, he wrote an article. It'll right. come to you. He wrote an article fairly early on talking about like every day or every week. Dan Hannan. Dan Hannan, thank Dan you. Hannan. Terrible for names sometimes. Every week that this lockdown goes on, he was like adding another year or something on of like recovery time or something. Yes. And I remember thinking, you're, you're bang on. Of course, we can, we can haggle over the, um, uh, the magnifying effect you know the, the 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 X factor that you're putting in here, but you're absolutely right. And every day that goes on, it becomes more difficult to recover from it. I mean, obviously he's then turned nutty on most things. As soon as there was even the cons, the, the as soon as a vaccine came properly on the horizon, a lot of people mm. absolutely lost it. Well, and turned full tyranny. Yeah. So that when I started to think, hang on a second. Mm was when we first started to... So we had the first lockdown, mm -hmm. and then they were supposedly going to start relaxing the rules. And then instead of taking away some of the restrictions that they, they did... They, they just they, made them more specific. They, they kind of added more regulation. Yes. And that's what I'm thinking... This is even yes. This can only be sinister. They didn't just remove things they'd they added. They didn't just unwind no, stuff. No, they rewrote or, it and kept rewriting And they it. didn't even replace stuff so they could have had one regulation that said you can do this and we're going to completely replace that with another one that says you can do no, slightly different they just kept so, adding so, so it would have been like for like and okay you're not reducing the amount of regulation but you're not adding to it they just kept adding more and more rules and i remember thinking that cannot that's not fuckwittery at that stage yeah i mean you could say that that was evidence of classic uh bureaucracy you know that was that's that's what government <laughs> that's what government does best. That's what the civil service. That's what the deep state. It, it, not in sinister, sinister sense, just the people who are just there, part of the furniture. That's what they do best. Which is, oh, I've got a law to write. Rub your hands together. I've got some nuance to put in here. Oh, we need some exceptions. We need a list. We need a bank. We need more rules, more regulations. There must be. A, a class of people, I use class here rather than group. Bureaucrats. Exactly. Who who revel in it, who love it, who think they're amazing at it. And after the initial, oh my God, we need a regulation written in one day. So that's why they were quite simple to start with. They had loads of time. Because it happened so slowly for them to come up with this other nonsense. Of which... Again, we've got podcasts where we just pick holes in all of it, don't we? I mean, it could be. I, I will. I will give you. It might be unintentionally sinister for some of these people. I, I think there's a big factor of that, and I'm not saying but that. But it's still, it's that's still sinister, not, right? These are people switching off the side of the brain that thinks that that, that oh, cares agreed, about people. Agreed. Let's be very clear. It's not cock up. Like, no. That, this that, is this is more psych, This is more psych psychopathy again isn't it it's like I don't care about anything other than my wonderful red tape well and the thing is is that all you need is someone in charge with the psychopathy and they have willing minions who are bureaucrats working for them and they know they're going to come up with stuff like this uh, and it's a it's a match made in heaven <laughs> isn't it the, the best boss when you're 
a bureaucrat must be uh, an authoritarian. Don't you think? Um, yeah, but even even the people writing the, the regulation must be slightly must be on the sociopath scale. Yes, because you would have to be again thinking in huge abstractions. You, there's no way you could be thinking about the lives of individual people. But even in huge abstractions, you've got to be thinking, hang on a second, this is going to be doing damage to huge numbers of children. And huge, you know, it's just, you've got to be not thinking Mm. at all. Right, yeah, okay. The people who wrote the documents, you you brought this up in another previous podcast when we talked about Matt Hancock and Nicola Sturgeon putting pressure on them to do masks in schools. Sorry, he admitted in his memoirs or whatever that a political decision was made just so that Scotland didn't get one up on them in some way. And that's that's only all that is is perception anyway. Um, that they then turned around and said, "Okay, masks in schools." So internally, that that you know that political organisation then knows that that was a political decision. They know why it was made, and then it's handed down to the person who has to then write the rules. And all of the press releases and everything else that goes with it on why children need to wear masks. If you can't quit at that moment there or refuse or something, then yeah, you've got something wrong in the head. Call it sociopathy, psychopathy, whatever. There's probably other personality disorders. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an expert on these things. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't really give a shit which one it no. is. They're, they're, low, they're not human beings at that point. They have lost their humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson a bit positive. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'd love I'd love that. So, um yesterday, uh I uh so over the weekend, uh me and my wife and a brother and sister-in-law went uh, to a spa for the weekend. And it's been 3 years. The last time uh, I went for a little spa weekend and we, and it was with them again. Uh, literally before they had kids. They've now got two kids. Wow. Um uh, in fact, in fact, we we worked out uh, that my sister-in-law must have been pregnant when we got heavily drunk on that spa right. weekend. Very, very, very early on, uh, she was she was boiling the baby in the uh, in the in the pool and uh, and getting it getting sloshed uh, early doors. Uh, I think like literally, like you know, went home and a couple of days later did a did a pregnancy test or whatever. Um, so it was early 2020. It was like Feb 2020 or maybe late Jan. So it was all kicking off. Well, it was all, I'd say it was all kicking off by, by that point. Yeah, but everything was still opened up. Everyone was still doing stuff. Um, it wasn't, you know, as far as late March, it wasn't, um, you know, there wasn't toilet paper shortages or, or whatever. So we finally went back. And again, they've had a couple of kids. So, you know, it was not something we just, you know, drop everything and go. Uh, it's the first time they've left um, uh, their uh, their four month old and their two and a half year old, um, and yeah, come with us. Great, had a great time. Uh, it's all more expensive. You get less time. You get less. <laughs> you get less money for food. All this kind of stuff in the in the deal. Yeah, yeah classic inflation, uh, but it's great. So overnight stay. Next morning, which was yesterday, um, uh, we all had a, a treatment. So I had a full body massage, a deep tissue massage. It's been a couple of years since I've had a, a proper massage, and I really needed it. I, I have them every two weeks. Yeah, and I, I used to have them all the time. Um, and uh, and then 
I stopped for whatever reason, um, but I've obviously upped my exercise levels and yeah. everything. And and of course, what that's done is mean I've got slightly different issues, if yeah. you like. You right. know. Sorry to interrupt you as well, but I know I've talked about my massage, mm. uh, my masseuse being quite sound and how she kind of mm. you know, reads alternative news and, and notices the cash and stuff. I was still getting massages through lockdown. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that's, she, she was that, that sound. That That's great. But... And, and and this is like that, but it's also different as well. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, we're waiting, waiting to see who's going to come and, you know, take us into the room for the massage or whatever. Got slightly different things going on. Uh, I was the last person to uh, to get to get called in. Uh, and uh, uh, this lady sits me down. She's got to go through, you know, the health questionnaire and, you know, that kind of stuff when you, you know, when you're in someone more official than the kind of masseuse that you, know, you, you you've got, um, where they've got a tick a load of boxes or whatever. And so I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're whipping through the no heart conditions and all this kind of crap. You have to do that initially. Yeah. Years exactly, ago when exactly, it's the first, exactly. the first one. Exactly. They've got to, they've got to, they've got to cover themselves. Um, and, um, and she says, we're doing, you know, doing a full, full body massage. Are there, are there any areas that, you know, of, of concern or whatever because uh, and, and she said because i'm a uh i'm a sports uh sports massage like person as well uh, i do sports physio so you know we can always look at some specific areas and i was like okay this is good well yeah because sports massages are even deeper though exactly brilliant. exactly so i was like good i've not i've not got some weakling and i've not got someone who's just going to do a routine and that and that's it because i don't want that um so i started saying yes okay you know up back up here this is where I kind of get stiff and get tense and whatever and yada 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 uh, and yeah I explained a bit about uh, my knee and knee operation all that kind of stuff um, and, and and so she starts and everything um, and yeah she, she wasn't the sort of person who wasn't going to say anything at all I mean yeah there were five ten minutes where you know, don't don't say a word or whatever but the point is she clearly wants to solve some problems she was one of those one of those she's going and she starts asking me question. Do you sit like this? Do you stand like that? Have you done this? Do you like, you know, all the, the kind of questions that you know someone is interested in their work and they want to solve something. I was like, right, this is tough in here. That means you must. Do, that must. You must need. I need to work over here. And so she started tailoring it very specifically. And so at this point, I'm thinking. This is about halfway through, and I'm thinking, I'm probably going to come back here. Um, this is a bit of a drive, but if I've got someone who is is interested and who cares about it and wants to sort things out. She started mentioning, she's like, right, there's an exercise I want to show you at the end. Remind me, um, this is something you can do a sat at your desk, all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking, this is, this is great. Found someone, to, you know, comparing notes to the, um, to the, uh, the other girls afterwards, where they're like, don't say a word, just got their routine, that's it. Oh, rubbish. Um, so I'm, I, was, I was thinking, yes, excellent. I've got, I've got a good one. Um, then I mentioned, um, I was like, right, you're probably going to notice my, uh, my, my calves are quite tight, my calf muscles. That's because I've started going barefoot. And so I'm walking barefoot. I've got, you know, barefoot shoes, very, very thin soles, all that, all that jazz. What that means is, you know, you, you start feeling the tension in, you know, in, in your calves and stuff as you start springing more on your, on your, on your feet and stuff. So you, you probably find some, some tension down there. And she's like, all right, okay, that's interesting. And so starts, starts having a look at my feet and everything. She's like, actually, your feet are in, are in great condition. Um, you know, then they've, they've, they're not stiff or anything. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, this is good because obviously you get it. and to have that comparison. There's someone who's doing these kind of massages stuff all the day. You know, must come across all sorts of stuff. So it's like your feet are fine. So I'm like, well, that's really good because I've been transitioning to this way of walking and wearing stuff. So that's really good. Starts muck around. Actually, goes actually you've got some problems with your knees more. You need to look at that. But the point was this: this conversation kept developing. 
she started asking, she said, right, so do you, right, let's talk about your diet. Do you, you know, do you, do you grow your own food? Like, how's, how's this going? So I thought, right, okay, now's the moment where I tend to lose people. Uh, so I was like, right. And I, I never quite know how to catch it. I was like, this is going to be maybe a bit surprising, but, um, but I'm a carnivore. So I only eat meat and dairy and eggs. Uh, and and then you and then you wait and then you and then you wait for the <laughs> right or you wait for the oh you know and all that kind of stuff. But she was genuinely interested, and uh, and then and then you know, started making comments you know along the lines of well yeah, yeah never thought this veganism thing could be <laughs> could be that good really and everything. Then it then it got to the point where we're talking about seed oils, um, um, you know, water, um, sunlight. Uh, she starts telling me about uh, these people who came in because it's a spa and they had people coming in doing a special like hands-on cancer therapy type stuff and the people she met with them got her into you know sun cream being you know cancer causing and being really bad for you all this kind of stuff so it's like right okay so she's you know she's she's aware of a lot of these health related things that are not mainstream yeah okay and then there was the moment and she's there, and she's like, she's bent my neck. I can't, I'm, I can't even see her at this point. I'm on my back at this point. She's pulling my neck in some strange way. She's jabbing in my chest over here, she's pulling my neck over here. And she goes, I, I, I know I shouldn't really, I know I shouldn't really ask anything like this, but were you scared of COVID? <laughs> and of course I'm going, absolutely not. And she's like, oh, I knew it. Yeah, I, 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 I could tell. And we, so we you know, compared a bit of notes on that. And she's like, yeah, and this guy who's a former paramedic and he's going, it's just the flu. Don't worry about it. Early doors, all this kind of stuff. And then there's obviously been everything since. And then she goes, right, I really shouldn't ask you this. <laughs> Are you vaccinated? But you're not, you know, you're not vaccinated. So I was like, hell no. Hell no. And she's like, oh, fantastic. And I was like, you're not right. And she's like, definitely not. <laughs> She starts telling me about what her experience was like, you know, working at the spa, how many, you know, there's only a small number of them there that um, that haven't had the jab or whatever. Um, that must have been, must have been tough. Again, similar to the other, you know, healthcare stuff. I mean, they were, they were shut down, obviously, for a mm. long, a long period of time. Uh, but I, I always find it interesting. But she said, yeah, no, I, I knew it because your, your skin is really good and everything. And she starts saying stuff and I'm thinking, if we have more time, I would love to ask you so many questions about the people come through this door. Um, to find out whether you're actually seeing stuff. I sadly had stories of, you know, similar to that we've got people that we know or people we know that we know that um, uh, that have died of kind of you know, bad reactions, all this kind of stuff. Um, but in that in that kind of final five minutes, we're just racing through <laughs> chemtrails and. <laughs> And kids and, and, and everything, and she's like, well, "Where are you on that? Have you heard about this?" Um, uh, absolutely fantastic. And uh, by the end of it, we're just like, "Can't believe we found someone else who's you know so awake, so awake to all." It was great when we talked about the vaccine. She says, "You know, there's 20 million of us, right?" I'm like, "Exactly." That's my rea- my reaction was. They, they, the, we did that on the podcast. Yeah, it's not the, five the, million. The public was the public million. figure was five million. Yeah. Um, yep. So I was like, yeah, we are that. And so I said, so, so, right, just be clear. Okay. It's just, it was just about to leave. Um, and uh, I, told her, I told her about the podcast right. as well. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe she's listening. Hope you are. Um, so I gave, gave her the details. Um, and uh, I said, right, it's me, my wife, the two other people we're with. None of us have been vaccinated. 
all of us are on board. I was like, maybe I'm further down the rabbit hole than most of the other people in that group. Uh, she was like, proper high five, high five at the end. That's um, brilliant. Yeah, isn't that isn't that fantastic? There's something about masseuses then. Yeah, well, some of them. Well, some of them, yeah. Yeah, because it because compare that. Okay, so I, I came out and I start <laughs> I start splurging all this stuff uh, to Caroline and uh, and, to, and to Fran and. Uh, and they were like, oh, they were comparing with, and as I say, they, they just had routine. That's it. Yeah, nothing special. But like Caroline had, um, oh, can you wash your hands, please? And then Fran, apparently, she had, you've got to wash your hands, you've got to sanitize. She was then spraying this other stuff or whatever. And like, clearly that's, that's not, relaxing. clearly that, yeah, clearly that's not a rule. And why, I kind of saw one of them walking past wearing a mask. Um, it can't be a rule for the spa because otherwise my one would have had to do it or at least try to, you know, get around it. But there was there was none of that. None of that at all. Um, great, great experience. And, uh, and, and again, I mentioned before about meeting the, meeting the Americans when I was wearing the InfoWars T-shirt or whatever and then having great chats with them. There's something really nice about meeting someone else who who gets it. Um, it's, it's 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 comforting that you're you're not the only one. And so again, having um, uh, having that having that that, that nurse um, uh, be awake to the to the vaccine stuff. I've had this massage now by someone who is right on board with you know with all of it. Um, even having Scott Adams admit that we've won. <laughs> These are all these are all good things. These are all very very positive things. I yeah, it's awesome. I, I I can't think of someone new I've met who's on board actually for a long time. What was so, fascinating so that, was how it, how how we got there, and we got there via health. And obviously, I'm there for a health related thing, um, and and that's the conversation that it, you you only go there if someone pushes and pushes a little bit more and pushes a little more. So she was daring enough to do that, which is which is fantastic. But you could have quite easily had a conversation with two other people about I know. health, I know. and it's all about well, how many precautions are you taking? Do you, are you were you scared? Oh, of course, yeah, I was double masking and I'm well and quadruple when jabbed I have and had, because I think I think about my health. When I've had a conversation about carnivorism with people, I get, um, but how do you get your vitamins? Are you, are you supplementing? Like. How you, and they're, no, no, and they're, this is and they're, and they're veganism. <laughs> yeah, I know, and they're and and they're, and they're worried, and they're a bit concerned, and they and they come up with these kind of measures. But that that's where the conversation goes in terms of them. They want to have a conversation about it, um, and they're and they're fascinated, and they look at you like you're about to fall over. They look they they look at you like, how are you still alive? And when I talk about being in the best physical shape of my life, then they don't quite. You, you're questioning that right now I'm in the best physical shape of my life. No, I'm saying it wasn't very high bar. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Um, then it, it speaks for itself. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it last week, actually. Um, uh, when I, I, I did it for about a week. Did um, what? Oh, kind of. Kind of all. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When, Sorry, you were sending me photos of steaks. When, when my wife was away. Yes. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't qu- quite carnivore. Um, well, was, I, well, I say I'm like 95. percent I still yeah. have the old, you know, sauce with something. For well, flavor yeah, so, so I, I just had, I, I had, um, so it was meat, eggs, 
and but I had protein milkshakes because um, I'm and not beef protein then. I don't know what sort of protein it would say beef protein on it. I don't imagine it was. Yeah, um, it's quite expensive protein milkshake, um, right. but it's um, yeah. I, I, I think I, I've still I, got a pot of beef protein up there if you want it. Right, I might give it a go. But I was just because um, I'm I'm, tra- I'm training pretty heavy at the moment, mm. um, and I'm trying out my bench press. So I didn't. I really didn't want to, you know, risk, um, you know, kind of going going downhill. Because I, I, I want part of the reason was I, I, I still I want to lose the weight from Christmas um, quicker than I am doing. Yeah. Um, although, all right, fat has a sick sense of humour. Okay, so. <laughs> And this is, I don't have, I don't have much. You're, you're talking about body fat. Body fat, yeah. Gee, so I, over Christmas I ate and drank really, really well because you know I, I depends I, on your definition of well, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I'd worked hard. I've been contracting and stuff again, and going to London and stuff. And I thought, you know what, I deserve a few, you know, some some time to relax. So I drank well. I ate loads of, and I, I was snacking and eating all the chocolates and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's. When you're in your forties, it's different from when you're in twenties. You know, it takes a little bit longer to, to, you know, to kind of to to burn this stuff off. I mean, in my twenties, I could eat it and nothing would happen. Um, Isn't that interesting? I find, yeah. Yeah. Whereas now, I I kind of I'd still had. You can see the, so you know, like you got your six pack, yeah, and you've got like I've got the, the two at the top, two at the bottom, and, and yeah. or two two in the middle, two at the bottom, yeah, and there was like a split down the center, yeah. Um, the kind of split kind of went. Yeah. You can still see the, the the kind of the three. Problem with that is it starts looking like rolls, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. And the, the the bottom one there was like a slight layer of fat over over the bottom, and not not much, but just a tiny yeah, yeah enough yeah. to piss me off. Yeah. Um. So and uh, but I was kind of training hard. Um. Uh. And it but it wasn't just going quite as quickly as as I wanted it to. So I thought, you know. What? Abs are made in the kitchen. My, my wife's away. Uh, I'm going to try this carnivore stuff because I have a whole bunch of steaks in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because I was just having steak after steak after steak and some pork chops and, and, a lot and of butter. that kind of stuff. I was having bulletproof coffee. Yeah, so I was, I was coffee. having I was having yeah. like a huge chunk of butter in my coffee in the morning. Uh, protein milkshakes when I was hungry. I'd have like a steak for lunch and a couple of big steaks for dinner and stuff. And it was amazing. Um this kind of split came back down the middle, but that the bit of fat along the, along the bottom, which is like the main thing I wanted to lose, is still there. So it's like all the other abs are getting ripped, and that bit's the last to go. Why? That I think is the most stubborn bit of fat on a on a man yeah. that you, that to, to to get rid of. That that that's the, the bit I still struggle with. I mean, I mean, you've seen the photos of me when I was at my most ripped last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not back to that again. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm getting there. I've, I've kind of, I've kind of traded on. I mean, I was going for full on six pack, and it's like to to the expense of every other bit of me. Yeah. I just, I just for this, I literally want you to tick in the box that I've done that because actually, it's one of the anyone can just go and pump iron. Anyone, anyone can just go and you know get get bigger arms just by grabbing some grabbing some weights or whatever. But you've got to really work at it. To get it, a defined six pack, yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not not easy. It's it's still you have to you have to work hard to get like big arms and big pecs and stuff. I, I know, well, you know, it, I know. It, it is months and months of yeah, of, of but it's simple. You need to do a lot more different exercises that make you feel sick. 
<laughs> to, to get a proper six pack. So that's been my experience. If you if you're not doing a workout where you feel like you want to vomit halfway through, then you're not doing it right. Yeah, I'm skeptical about that because I have I've had a six pack forever and I've never. Yeah, but you've been maintaining that since you're about age eighteen. Yeah. That's that's the difference. I mean, maybe it's different when you when you're in your forties. Yeah, um, I, I came at this after over forty. <laughs> um, I had to shed two stone from around my middle. But it's it's more about percentage of body fat than it is about I've actually building your abs up. Yeah, um, but, but you do have to have something there to show. Something. I mean, I guess because I've been I've been lifting weights for so long, my core has been yes. has been good. So I yeah. have. You're never, going, to, you're never going back down to a particularly low level. No, and obviously I've, I've, I've had to strengthen my core in, in order, order to, to lift to the lift other stuff, all the other weights. Exactly. So when I did, you know, when I when I was lean, um, exactly, exactly, I had muscles there. But yeah, so I still need to. I'm still, I'm still having. Uh, so I'm basically having carbs in one meal a day at the moment. Um, right. With Julie. Yeah. Um, so um, not quite. So you so you have no difference, but but it's not you've still not lost that last little. And I only did it for a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I just need to. It, but it's just it's just too awkward cooking cooking two, you know, cooking different meals in the evening. Yeah, um, I get it. So I will probably have a few carbs in the evening um, with my main meal, um, and uh, just you could just up the amount of protein that you cook in whatever meal it is. Oh yeah, and, sure. And ditch yeah. and just ditch the carbs. Yeah. So then, and that's that's what I do for a good chunk of the main meal I have with the family is I will eat the same as them. But you know, if they're having a bolognese, then I'll just have the you know the beef mince, and that's it. Uh, and a, and a load of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have I do have a lot of cheese with 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 food now. Yeah, um, yeah, um, and and the same goes for like curry and stuff like that. Um, so that's why I say ninety five percent because there there are the odd meals that that, that are like that where. I'm not having any veg, but there is some kind of sauce with it, and I'm certainly not having any bread, any pasta, uh, sure, any yeah, rice. But things like things like none. I mean, of I that wasn't, I wasn't having any. So last week, I wasn't no having potatoes. any sauces or anything. I wasn't even having. I wasn't even having salt and pepper and stuff. I was just yeah, literally yeah, sure. having a steak, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll do that for a few days occasionally. Yeah. Whereas, whereas now I'll, I'll have a curry, but it might have it'll have onions in it. It might have peas in it yeah. and stuff as well. So it's. And, and this is the thing is is I mean you know the reason I'm doing it not it, it's not the same as the the stupid you know purity of someone trying to be a vegan um, uh, this is for me it is about it's about health but it's about what I've worked out works you know works for me uh, again I was talking to uh, my masseuse yesterday I was like you know it's good to give the reasons like I you know I my story is I had IBS I have IBS or you know, whatever the hell you want to call that because um, it is what's left when you've eliminated everything else. I tried doing what the mainstream says you should do, which is to increase the amount of fruit and vegetables you have and to lower the amount of meat and stuff you have, and it only made me worse. Um, and so trying it the other way, it's like, hang on a minute, there's something in this. And then when you realize that there are medical doctors out there mm. as advocates and there's studies and there's ac- you know actual science supporting it, you go, right, okay, this isn't just a celebrity fad you know, diet. Uh, and now, over two years, non-stop. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that that's the true definition of diet, which is you know a, ch- a complete change in lifestyle, not just a fad. I've not just done it for a couple of months and then come off it again. 
Yeah. Do you ever? I guess if you if you're not if you're not doing it 100, you don't find yourself going into ketosis and stuff that often, do you? Um, well, I, you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I know you a few, a few weeks ago, tried I tried to. Uh, eliminating because that was one of the reasons for the everything. protein milkshakes as well. Is that I didn't, you know, I'm training yeah. hard in the gym, I and I really didn't want to go into ketosis because my bench press would have just dropped off a cliff at that point, and I've been like working, been yeah. working towards upping my one rep max. Um, I, I clearly to, to fail at this point would have been when awful. I. When I started carnivore, I think I absolutely, uh, it was ketogenic what I was doing, um, not least of which I was losing. I, I, I lost, I lost two stone in something stupid like five weeks. It was, it was, it was a, like a rocket ship. Um, and I did feel really quite different. Um, and so I thought, Do you know what, let's, let's just see where again, again, that, that, that little bit of fat left. Let's see whether a, a short burst of keto would, would do this. I managed six days, and I felt awful right. for like the second three days. Okay, of it. sure. Uh, and I just couldn't get through it, and I was just sluggish, and maybe a bit of a headache. But I, I felt I just felt rough. Well, I've, I've heard awful stories about brain function and stuff, and not being able to think clearly and focus on stuff. And but, but that's supposed to be temporary. That's that's supposed to only last like a couple of days, and right. uh, no, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. I thought. I thought to myself, let's let, see if I can do it for a whole month, even. Um, but again, the reason I haven't been doing it is because, again, I've read and heard a lot of stuff about it causing your body stress. You, oh, sure, your, yeah, your body's course, got to do yeah. more work. Yes, it's burning fat for you, um, but well, your body's having to produce these ketone bodies because you're not getting any glucose. Exactly, um, it's not. It's not good for you. Exactly. So, and you still um, even if you get to the point where you're almost in ketosis. You're still that, losing weight at quite ex- a rapid, ex- exactly, quite a rapid rate exactly. at that stage. So, um, so that that's all I've gone back to. Um, I've now got my uh, the, the occasional glass. I'll probably have one glass of squash uh, a day. Okay, but that but that squash is um, a proper full on sugar um, one that I've you know I've imported from France because they don't sell good stuff here anymore. You can't right. go and buy any kind of squash here that isn't. Full of um, yeah non- nonsense chemicals. I want I want fruit and sugar, um, and that's what that's what these ones give me. Yeah, I have um, I have squash at night, right? Um, so so if I wake up at night, I can just. But unfortunately, it's going to be full of all of these sweetness. Yeah, I know. And that's the I, I've, I'm, I've I've managed to eliminate all of that, um, which is good. Uh, and then I still have uh, I've got or rather I've come back to since you know, stopping the the keto run, um, uh, having some chocolate. Um, but again, that chocolate is—it's very high quality. It's not—it's not cheap. It's got like three or four ingredients. There's no soya lecithins or palm oil or any nonsense like that. Um, you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a bit of milk. It's cocoa. It's, you know, I, I tend to have like kind of seventy-five, eighty percent stuff. Um, so again, that gets me a bit of sugar in, um, as well as you know, there's some sugar in milk. There's some sugar in. Um, well, if you have semi-skimmed milk as well, yeah, there's some sugar in. Well, I, if I'm drinking milk, I'll drink um, full fat. Full fat is far, far better for yeah. you. Yeah, but I see, I, in tea, I still have a bit of semi-skimmed. Full fat milk, I don't. It's just it changes the taste a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, and then I'm scoffing a good, massive tub of clotted cream every week. <laughs> <laughs> Great way of getting fat. Uh, I, 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 that's one thing I've learned. I have to keep my fat level intake up. Right. Um, so when I buy mints, it's the twenty percent stuff, 
Um, I try and eat as much fat on any meat that I physically get, as long as as long, okay, as long as it's edible. You get a bad steak, and you can't eat any of the fat. Sure. You know, the steak I had at the spa restaurant on Saturday night, I did not leave a scrap of that sirloin on my plate, and I had a proper proper thick bit of fat on it. Uh, but and it wasn't even about the way it's cooked. It's just whether it's a good quality bit of meat or not. Whether that has been a happy cow or not is whether you can eat that. Fat. Well, these the steaks I was getting from the, well, they're obviously run out now. But from the yeah. farm I get them from, they're amazing. Yeah, really, really. Well, good. that was another one. I that I I ate that ribeye from there, yeah. and it's the nicest bit of steak I've ever had. So I'm not surprised they've sold they sold out again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, Lots of lovely food. I'm back eating a bit of sugar, but I've found that balance. I've definitely got to that point where I know how much I can have, not feel, not feel the horrible sugar rush stuff that you know. You get. If, if I was to just eat a cake or a biscuit right now, I'd feel awful in 15 minutes. That's that's what it would make me, feel. and that would be a combination of the yeah, wheat I, and stuff I, in there had, and the sugar. When this was a while ago now, but I cooked, I had some bread. I had some bread, and I, I it was something like I was I think I was hungry in the evening, and I thought, you know what, I haven't had one of these for ages. I'm going to cook myself a bacon sandwich. Because <laughs> I normally, I normally just have bacon and eggs. Yeah. Um, oh, there's something lovely about a bacon sandwich. I'm not that I I've thought, had one in two years. I but, thought, you know, I'm going to have a bacon sandwich. Yeah. But like, I could feel myself being bloated. bloated. Yep. Really, really bloated after like it was like yeah. 20 minutes, half an hour, thinking, geez, yeah. this is what I, I've done. I here. am totally willing to believe that it is modern wheats that get us there. It's the modern gluten yeah, based sure. on the the nonsense that we've been doing the collective we uh, to the to the crops and to the shit soil conditions and all that jazz now as well um, and the GM nonsense and the dwarf wheat and the, all the, all of the stuff we've done to it that wheat from a thousand years ago or even a hundred years ago might not cause those kind of conditions for for your eye but kind of will never know now yeah. like you know, this stuff is ruined. So, no more bacon sandwiches for me. Yeah, I know. I'm just going just gonna to have to have bacon and eggs, I think. I'm hungry now. What you can do is maybe have a sausage, but wrap it in some bacon. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good Pig, combination. Pigs and blankets. Yeah, with an egg either side. Nice, nice. Right, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's end that and, and, go and go and have a bite to eat, I think. Let's do it. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.